0: hello and welcome to the latest episode of see you down the front and today we're going to be looking at one of the key years of the 80s 1982 terrific year for modern pop music and doing one of our world cup themed uh, versions it was actually a world cup year as well fantastic when they, they coincide right. and joining me today are our uh, newest regular Ellie Cummins. hi Ellie Hello. and Adam Blaney one of our older regulars, hi Adam can't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> so uh, we've got 32 songs uh, from this year uh, all very well known to me as I lived through it, very well known to Adam because he's living in the past and not well known at all to Ellie who's come across them all uh, pretty much as a first-timer. Uh, as we continue some kind of musical education Outside of the <laughs> Outside of the 2010s So uh, The first uh, first tie Is going to be The Jam's Town Called Malice Against Spandau Ballet's Instinction mm. So Ellie As uh, the first, oh. <laughs> first Person in the hot seat <laughs> Vacated recently by Ben
1: yeah.
0: Is your first tie
1: This is so funny to me um because i had to make a list so that i know exactly what i'm talking about um disclaimer that would
0: help me in that case yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse yeah this is
1: that i didn't know a lot of these songs beforehand i knew a, a good chunk of them but you know didn't have an opinion on a lot of them so uh i am i'm i'm just gonna say straight away that i'm i'm picking town called malice because i really don't like spandau ballet
0: Oh no. Yeah, I don't like them one <laughs>
1: bit, not at all. Uh, and in fact, this song was at the bottom of my list. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh wow. And town called my list
1: was three from the top. So take from that what you will. Yeah, I really, really don't like Spandau Ballet, like anything Spandau Ballet, but now I'm not going to listen to it. I'm never going to listen okay,
0: to it. Okay, so. Uh, Immediately, a vote for Tom Adam, it's normally uh, your turn to throw rather under a bus, but I think we may may see a two-one, a two-nil victory. I
2: was going to say it, it would take something wonderful for me to throw. It? Well, actually, it wouldn't take something for me to throw well under the bus. But I like say, it is two-nil. Um, I I don't mind Spandau Ballet. I, I think for years I always thought them as the poor Duran Duran, um, but then I, I don't I don't mind them. I think they've got a solid run of singles at this point. Um, you know, Trevor Horn comes in and remixes it so it sounds really clean and polished but t- The Town Called Malice is arguably the jam's best song um, it's what Weller does well you know, funk- funky northern soul Motown inspired but then every mundane beauty, I love that um, and it's their third number one so I've also got goes off at family's parties so <laughs> that, I don't know if that's a
0: point for it or against it But it, it's, it's also uh, I mean, this isn't a thing in its favour but it's probably the start of the period where they start to grow apart as, yeah. a, as a band you can see well it wants to do other things uh rather than be a, council, a new wave uh, a new wave hero so all the brass and the uh, like you say the northern soul inspired uh, tunage uh, the one thing i will say about instinction as it's going out three nil is that um if you watch the video uh they are dressed hilariously, as they always were at this point, but uh, Gary Kemp called it their yodelling Elmer Fudd look, (laughs) which which is fantastic, and uh, props to Spandau Ballet for never knowingly being underdressed at this stage in their career Okay, so uh, straightforward 3-0 for Town Call Malice and then the second tie is the Gang of Fours I Love a Man in Uniform against Hall and Oates, and I can't go for that brackets no can do. Adam your turn to start.
2: It is true I've heard you love a man in uniform Paul. Uh, <laughs> I've been sat on that joke for 30 seconds how yeah, bad is that? I can't go for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and end recording <laughs> no um, to be honest i would never heard of I love a man in uniform but I knew, I knew of the album um, but I'd obviously not listen to it properly <laughs> um, no gang of four Goods, like the good since you suggested to them um, And I you know I, I love the bass in this I think it's like the like, very funky very really, like beat drives it but it, it it's gotta be holding out on it I think this is a great tune um in my my words I've said they're the epitome of 80s pop and it reminds me of sailing up the yacht with champagne in hand in the 1980s so that's why i think you need to go for i need to go for that they are
0: from that yacht rock There's something I, like, I never heard of yacht rock till recently i didn't know it was a thing no i didn't to be but apparently uh, there is such a thing as, as yacht rock well, it's uh, funny. of which they are as you say perhaps the epitome um, well,
2: well it's funny if i wrote it and then one of the colleagues in work was like oh yeah yeah they are like you say they are yacht rock and i was like well that's actually quite handy in it that i've thought this yeah is. yeah um but no, I just love it. I think it's it's slowy. It's slow, but it's a bit dancey even. And I just think it's upbeat. I just really love it. Everything about this tune is great. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I hate to, to vote against uh, Man in Uniform because genuinely I uh, love Gang of Four. This is from Songs of the Free. Um, the first the first two albums are, are absolute classics. Songs of the Free, I don't think it's quite as good as those two. Uh, but this is it's still a great song. But I think All the Notes are a, a terribly... Uh, under, I wouldn't say underrated because people think they're great, but I think yeah. under-recognised uh, band going for a, for longer than I think people are aware of, and a, for a, a period, uh, you know, in the, the early 80s, they they were just knocking out uh, Stormers all the time, so 2-0. Ellie, any love for Man in Uniform, or uh, are you a 3-0-er? I
1: can't go for that's to top of my list. Um, I love <laughs> Paul and Oates and but fun fact my mum and dad actually bought me the best of hollow notes on cd for my 16th birthday
0: so oh, there nice. you go. <laughs> yeah well that's yeah that's uh, an inspired choice then it's in that case yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay well uh time number three is uh, rocker's revenge walking on sunshine against uh, robert wyatt's shipbuilding uh which is uh, my turn to my turn to start walking on sunshine uh is uh, great electro song, um, put together by Arthur Baker and Jellybean Benitez as a studio project, uh, featuring Donny Calvin, uh, was a reggae singer, and it appears on. lot It was a really big hit in this country. It appears on lots and lots of electro compilations uh, from the from the period as well. Longer version of it is is absolutely superb. Shipbuilding. Uh, of course, written by uh, well, the lyrics written by Elvis Costello, um, and uh, music by Clive Langer, ex of uh, I think ex of Def School, and um, they were looking for someone to sing it, and there's there's a great, great old Great Whistle Test clip of Robert Wyatt uh, singing it, and uh, just the downbeat nature of it uh, at the time uh, to coincide with what was happening in the Falklands and. Uh, the return of shipbuilding bringing prosperity at a time of war um, some of Costello's best ever best ever lyrics I suppose in terms of you know which song has more resonance it would be shipbuilding but i 'm going to vote for walking on Sunshine because at the time I was much more of a fan of that style of music and I still play it uh, on uh, like I say various electro compilations that come up so i 'm going to make that one nil rocker's revenge ellie
1: um i think i mean i'm also gonna vote for walking on sunshine but i do think shipbuilding although it's not really my you know type of music or whatever i would never listen to it i think it is musically very pretty like the you know the piano and all that i think it's lovely, and you can hear like a lot of there's a lot of jazz influence in the actual like you know the chords and the, the actual musicality of it but like you said, uh, Walking on Sunshine's a much much happier song, isn't it? So <laughs> I think that's pretty much my reasoning, because I hadn't heard of either of these songs beforehand, so,
2: yeah. Okay, Adam? Yeah, I'm going to make it 3-0. Um, I was just saying, I hadn't heard either of them before this. Um, I, I didn't mind shipbuilding. I, it sounds to me, it gave me a proper Bowie vibe. Um, I could just imagine him singing that, you know, in like the late 70s. Um, but Walking on Sunshine, I, it's... I just think it's great I think it, it's definitely going to be on playlists I make in the future um, I'll put here it's, the song "Scream summer so naturally it suits in the middle of autumn
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those that um, like I say you, you just couldn't get away from it, it just seems to be uh, seemed to be everywhere and you'd hear it each time you went out
2: which is surprising because like I can imagine it being huge after listening to to it. I was like, yeah, this is great. But every 80s playlist that you hear on like Spotify or whatever, it's just never on it. Yeah. And I was just like, how? This is just as good as anything the 80s threw up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know
0: how it didn't really. I don't think it's it's, typically 80s, you know, in the way that you think of 80s music. Yeah. um, I think electro sort of gets sidelined a little bit. I don't think
1: there's many in this this list that are. What I would deem stereotypically 80s, anyway. But I suppose it is only 82, isn't it? So yeah, I mean yeah. We're not, we're not right into that <laughs> big 80s period.
0: Okay. Well, the next one is uh, The Jam's bitterest pill against uh, Valentine Brothers. Money's too tight to mention. And we're back to you, Ali.
1: Okay. Um, I actually changed my little position, and I'm one of these after I kept listening to it. So. I'm I'm gonna go with money's too tight to mention purely because it's 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 really catchy. It's you know I mean the lyrics are a bit a bit on the depressing side, which I think like that juxt- I think that a lot of these are like that where you've got that kind of talk about like you know like the 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 troubles with money and whatever. But the juxtaposition of the music is just mm-hmm. like you know I think a few of them are like that. Um, the bitterest pill didn't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, didn't hate it, just I would much, you know, much prefer Money's Too
0: Tight to mention. Okay, Adam?
2: See, I'm on the police opposite side, I think like, I didn't mind Money's Too Tight to mention, um, like saying said, I did like the idea of it all being like, you know, like Reaganomics and all that, but the problem is like, I just can't listen to this while so thinking, yeah but you got Simply Red to have a cover version, like I know that shouldn't be held against them, but I'm like, I can't stand Simply Red, the passion, <laughs> um, so every time I hear it, I just think it's Simply Red. And the bitterest pill i actually really like this period of the jam like again i know it like say it's the moving away from the jam sound but i think this you know beat surrender town called malice it's just such a great run um another thing i love about it is ironic how bittersweet it is because it's like you know it's it it sounds upbeat but then it's all about him losing his like the love of his life and she's gone on to marry another i absolutely love it um so yeah i'm gonna go for bitterest pill
0: okay uh well i'm gonna cast the deciding vote and it's going to be for Bitterest Pill Um, Beat Surrender's not in the list I mean three great singles this year well I'd say three great singles three singles this year and I think um, Beat Surrender is the weakest of the three by far I think Bitterest Pill is is fantastic Um, it's got a wonderful uh, wonderful sweep to it and tight to to mention it's interesting what you say again Ellie about the the lyrics and the juxtaposition what type of music it was Mm. people were Effectively writing about hard times, yeah. you know, um, both here and across the Atlantic. Uh, and i really just like to mention, just one example of that. Um, you know, uh, there were, uh, it was a, a tough period, and then we've got another song I think coming up later. We'll, we'll hear that again. Um, and uh, yeah, the Valentine Brothers, like, as Adam said, sometimes you you feel bad that it helped kickstart um, <laughs> Sim- <laughs> simply Red's career. Uh, who, for a, a brief period, did I? I'll, I'll go. I I'll, won't go quite along with it. They had some some tunes early on, uh, <laughs> but Bitterest Pill uh, gets the the two one for me. Okay, so passed halfway on one side of the draw, and the next tune, Adam, is going to be the Human League's Mirror Man Beautiful. against Pig Bags. Papa's got a brand oh new no. Pig Bag. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look, oh. I'm afraid so. Oh, I I love both of these. Motown-inspired synth pop against radical jazz fuel. He did
1: this on purpose.
0: No, (laughs) random random draw, draw, random draw.
2: You know, hot. You know, was it the hot and cold balls? This is what's happened.
0: Told Mrs. Cook, make sure you draw this out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I said I love both of these. I think Pigbag, I I, I knew of it, you know, from like Chance at the Footy and stuff like that. Uh, but I never knew was aware of what it actually was or who it was called. Uh, it's just I've just put it's an utter tune. It's it so is it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, if your labels are punk jazz, that's a win win. That's a win win really, isn't it? Um, you know, in the words of David Brent, it charmed me. Um but then the mirror man's the mirror man, like it's just brilliant. Um I love the I love the fascination E P that it's off. I think it's brilliant. I love the beginning i love the chorus uh, i love the vocals on it
0: um something you can't say about big <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> scores heavily in that department
2: <laughs> I, I, I always find this amazing actually mirror man was never a number one like i always think it, it's got the hallmarks of a great 80s early number one um oh, i'd quite happily see both go through i haven't listened to pig bag all week but i think if i had to pick one it probably would be mirror man Okay. Uh, but I'd, I'd happily see you go through.
0: So one vote for Miraman. Um, Pig Bag, I think, extremely unlucky in that they were stopped from going to number one by Ebony and Ivory.
2: Was it? Yeah,
0: and oh. also by Bucks Fizz. <laughs> so, so in their weeks at number two, oh, wow. they were the two, song, two the artists. So Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney and Bucks Fizz Bucks never stopped them from going to... I
1: never wanted to Taste ever again, oh. because what
0: you were doing in the 80s. Number, <laughs> we were buying pig bag <laughs> records, just unfortunately not in enough quantities. Um, <laughs> what stopped it with Bucks Fizz, was it, was it? I don't know. I just know it was them. Oh, that's just... Oh. Could be my camera never lies, <laughs> land of make believe. That's
2: what I'm trying to think of. That's yeah. the one I'm trying to think
0: of. Oh my uh, God. So, there, so, so there you go. Um, and and of the two, um, I don't know. It, equally, I find it equally tough to split them. The human league at this point, I think, were you know um, unstoppable. As we've said before, if Mirror Man and Fascination had gone on to be on Hysteria, I think that'd be viewed in the same way that uh, Dare is. Uh, sadly, they didn't. Uh, but pig bag, you know, it's a one-off. It's a, it's a it's a freak of nature. Yeah, it's the Erling Harland of this. Uh, <laughs> of this one. So I'm going to go for pig bag. I'm happy I'm with that. Papa's got a brand new pig bag. And Ellie, do you concur? Oh,
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved this song. Um, didn't didn't really vibe with. Uh, mirror man if i'm i'm being completely honest again not my type of music but pig bag definitely is yeah. like obviously i love jazz and then you can hear the influence from it it's just really catchy isn't it it's just so so catchy it is, it's like, insane it is. Yeah. yeah. genuinely yeah. i like blame you saying i've been listening to it since you sent the playlist i have been listening to it non-stop think yeah. like, it's phenomenal yeah. you don't even realize how long it is no you just listen to it yeah there's no
0: they they used to jam it for minutes oh, on end live, and then you know there'd be all kinds of sort of scrunky solos and stuff being <laughs> well, played, and uh, you just leave it to carry on. The last time I think in it, in, the, in
2: that playlist, it's the seven inch version, and you're like, I'd love to sit and listen to a twelve <laughs> yeah, inch yeah, version yeah, quite happily. Yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So two one, perhaps got a brand new pig bag, uh, and then the next um, tie is between. Stool Pigeon, oh. Kid Creole and the Coconuts and the Stranglers Golden Brown oh. which was a late entry uh, because uh, stupidly like forgetting the fall in Manchester <laughs> Manchester's greatest records, oh, no, no, yeah. uh, I had not included it so Shalimar got booted out oh, I,
1: and I Gold,
0: yeah I do <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> Golden Brown stepped in I think Stool Pigeon um, Kid Creole and the Coconuts if you put it into context, how big they were around about this time, I know it's difficult for you too because you know uh, they were they were just a huge, um, not only a huge pop act. You did their records in other places as well. So like you know, hipsters liked them just as much as you know pop kids liked them. Um, August Darnell, who was um, Kid Creole, founded the band with uh, Andy Hernandez, who was in his sort of. Gang on stage as Coati Monday, and they used to do all kinds of weird things. He'd throw like a fake piece of dynamite in a trash can and blow up and stuff <laughs> like that. Shows were great. Um, this is like fantastic piece of uh, fantastic piece of music. Again, bit of Latin sort of jazzy inspired stuff. And there's a lot of that around at this time. Uh, you can hear it in lots and lots of different different bands. But then Golden Brown comes along and the Stranglers. Who, you perhaps, it's not what you people were expecting from them, but they were gifted musicians, um, and it just showed that they could do more than uh, just be sort of you know sleazy uh, down in the sewer merchants. Um, didn't get to number one, uh, which uh, Hugh Cornwell singer blamed on bass player Jean-Jacques Benel doing an interview to say it was about heroin, and people stopped playing it yeah. and selling it, uh, <coughs> not heroin. Uh, the single um and he said he should have said it after we'd got to number one uh, rather than admitting it beforehand um but i think i think it's a you know stone cold brick classic so uh, i'm gonna vote for golden brown ellie
1: okay so on my on my list i actually had golden brown above Steel pigeon but now that you now that you're forcing me to pick between the two I think I'm gonna go with steel pigeon.
0: This is what I love about the podcast so much <laughs> is that people yeah. who have entrenched views, once they come in, they can throw them out the window. Yeah.
1: No, I will do as well. I have pride in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the intro to Golden Brown is insane. I absolutely love the intro yeah. to Golden Brown, um, but Steel Pigeon is so catchy. And It reminds me. It should, sounds like it should be in a cartoon. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what it sounds like. That the little, the, the little like hook bit of that song, phenomenal. Is in my head quite a bit actually. I think that was the one that I actually played the most after Pig Bag.
0: Even watching them, you could almost imagine them being a cartoon yeah, band yeah, yeah. or a cartoon series, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah, still pitching. So,
0: 1 1, Adam. Well, you're saying when funny, Theo's a
2: cartoon. I said to you this afternoon, didn't I? I he reminds me of the mask. You know, <laughs> when you watch him on stage, he says the exact same outfit and he yeah. moves exactly the same. I find it bizarre. Um, I've always liked Golden Brown. I, I love the video where they're exploring some Arabian country. Uh, it's it's just brilliant, and the second it kicks in, it is great. And then the little Spanish guitar in the middle. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a, I'm going to vote for Steel Pigeon as well. Um, I, it's just so good. I I can just imagine myself in like my Scarface Miami Vice mansion, <laughs> like going down to the club with some like, you know. Um, gangster's wife for me, are like Emma. You're not a gangster's wife. You're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, going down to the club, like with palm beaches everywhere, drinking cocktails, and then just being on in the corner
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> vivid vivid imagination the video for Golden Brown part of it was filmed where it's found ballet filmed Gold oh was it yeah yeah uh, Leighton House Museum in Holland Park
2: that's that's coincidental Golden Brown and yeah. Gold
0: yeah yeah there you go
2: but, uh, but also then I love the guitar I just want to say with a kid creole as well I listened to the 12 inch version well and that's got Neil Rogers of Chick on it
0: oh that, that Neil Neil <laughs> yeah. Rogers of Chick yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so that's a win-win as well isn't it <laughs>
0: are there any records he hasn't played on <laughs> <laughs> I suspect at least one of the next two so uh, two more to go on this side of the draw and we have The Message oh. by the Mighty Grandmaster Fast and the Furious Five and Iron Maiden's Run to the Hills mm. so we're back with Ellie
1: okay um, I'm just going to say right off the bat uh, that Run to the Hills isn't my style of music but I appreciate it in the sense that i can see why people like it you know and i understand why there is such a massive thing around iron maiden like i completely get it but i am going to go with the message because it's an absolute tune um so catchy and i think it's something that i, I just one i already knew before this this you know um before i got sent this playlist so i think that i already know it hasn't a, has a massive influence already you know so. yeah
0: no that's all. That's, sure. This
1: is the one where I was talking about where the lyrics kind of do the Absolutely, whole Absolutely, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all about... Uh
0: new york in decay double yeah. digit
2: inflation can't get the train because there's a strike at the station <laughs>
0: Precisely. Yeah. all I'm my children in the daytime dallas at night can't even see the game, game or the sugar a fight right. I, I, I presume you're picking the message <laughs> based I, on that rap performance
2: am i the whitest man you've ever met i yeah <laughs> i love the message um i generally when we were doing our top tens <laughs> this was floating around um and i think i bumped it for something like betty by taylor swift which i can look back now and think i still stand by it but that's a sl- semi-travesty um yeah the thing i will give about once the hills is like the same as you ellie um i it's not my cup of tea but uh, i've got mates that absolutely adore iron maiden like love them so much so i had to give them they were like please don't rip them to shreds <laughs> <laughs> um but the mad thing is i didn't realize this is the first single they had with bruce dickinson on vocals yeah and i was like I, mean, I don't I can't remember off the top of my head how far they've been going at this point but I was like that's insane because this is like the, f- the fifth or sixth single off this album and you're like and you just whipping boosting it out now it's just like you've, oh, I can't even think of a word yeah. <laughs>
0: but yeah so yeah I'm going to go for the message. I think the uh, it, it's unfortunate that it's come up against it because I think it's yeah. a great Iron Maiden single yeah. um, and uh, as a live band they're absolutely incredible and i think things that get missed in general about metal sometimes and the lyrics on this got an anti-colonialism message and that you know mm-hmm. how badly native americans are treated mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, i think if it'd been in the hands of somebody else people would be going on about yeah really important or you know song yeah. and, and it doesn't happen for for metal acts quite yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. quite as much um which thing is a shame having said that i think the lyrics to the message are also um are also phenomenal uh mm. as obviously we just we just demonstrated <laughs> <laughs> with that impromptu session um but yeah it's it's a great single and uh, i have no hesitation to make it three nil so the last one on this side of the draw is the perennial party and wedding favorite come on eileen and the bunny men's back of love is it Adam? First? it is you first
2: um i so for back of love um i can I, I really love the album porcupine i think it's quite underrated um i like the way it's like semi neo gothic you know quite dark and i think it's one of these songs that um i i think it's you know he does really well at this point where he's just got like a raw honesty to it um it's like very open and like i think a lot of buddy mentions it's not that they lack it later on but you can tell this is proper like mcculloch laying himself out like so openly um so yeah, so I'm glad this is done my round. Um, I despise coming on with Eileen more than absolutely anything in this entire world. Um, so I, I, can, I can appreciate why people like it, but it's crap. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, so we'll take that as a vote for back of love. I mean, equally, I think familiarity has uh, made me hate come on Eileen um, as much as I do. Uh, so I'm going to vote for back of love as well. Um, listening to it in isolation for this, again, you can see that it is a good is a good song there's no no two ways about it uh, and they're regarded as a one-hit wonder in america because of it um but i think that i think they've got better songs and yeah. they have better songs on on two rye the album uh, and back of love is a very very good bunny man single and it would i would vote for it over several others in this in this uh, list so it gets my vote and subsequently goes through ellie of course you have a chance just to throw some love you look so disappointed <laughs>
1: shockingly the young girl votes for come on eileen um, <laughs> i actually i do really like come on eileen i'm not going to say I, I i i don't like uh, back of love because it reminds me of being a kid my dad's big on echo and the bunny man um but come on eileen it's just it's I, don't know, I know why you don't like it. Like this you know, the, it was probably overplayed. It still oh, is overplayed. Yeah, forty years extent, on, it's still overplayed. It really is but I, I do love it. However, I will say that I absolutely despise the ending of Come On, Eileen. You know that little bit at the end. Oh yeah, riles me every Favorite time.
0: Oh. <laughs> just uh, just ending the song. <laughs> love to hear it.
1: Oh no, I can't stand that bit of the song. But yeah, I'm gonna vote for Come On, Eileen.
0: Okay. Um, So we move on to the second half of the draw and again one that I think is going to take some soul searching and it's Haircut 100's Love Plus One against ABC's All of My Heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sadly my turn to start. Um, Both these bands I think epitomised what pop in the early 80s was all about. Nick Hayward, fantastic uh, songwriter for... Uh, Haircut 100, their Pelican West album, I think it's one you have to listen to all the way through as
1: is,
0: uh, <laughs> is Lexicon kind of Love um, but uh, these are two absolutely cracking pop singles I'm going to go with all of my heart uh, as I think the ABC um, the ABC songs at this time are just a little bit classier and a little bit more enduring, I, there's very little in it, but I'm going to go with uh, with All of My Heart to make it 1-0. Ellie.
1: Okay, so I didn't know either of these songs before we started this, like, absolutely no idea, um, and when I listen to both, All of My Heart just doesn't, I just doesn't sit with me, like, I just don't like it, I'm not going to lie to you, it is quite near the bottom of my list. <laughs> <laughs> love plus one i actually do quite like i think it's quite um i don't know it's just a bit more i mean it's not really upbeat is it but it is if that makes sense like yeah i i again both of these don't have a massive opinion um i'm not going to say they I, I dwelled on them for too long but i am going to go with love plus one
0: okay adam you get to throw a, throw a decider out there <sighs> um
2: well, both. I love both of these tunes, and I love both albums as well. When um, we're seeing Nick Haywood, almost um, oh, Ben Haywood, then uh, <laughs> it's just always there, isn't he? You yeah. Never get rid of him. R.I.P. Ben, miss you, big man. <laughs> uh, and um, I, I remember seeing Nick Haywood at an eighties festival, and when this came on, this absolutely went off. Um, well, as much as it could because it was dead, muddy and Rainy, so you know, caveat that. But um, um. But then All My Heart's Great as well, I love it as well. I think, I really like the idea of like kind of love just all being about like, not about breakups, but it's all about like, sad things in love, and um, it's, the thing I love about it most is it sounds so 80s, but then the strings make it a bit timeless, and just sounds a bit more like you say, Paul, classy. I, it's so beautiful and bittersweet, um, and I'm, I'm a real sucker for a sad song. Um, so I probably with, will go with A, B, C. Um, but this is one of those rounds, again, if either of them made it through, I'd have been quite happy.
0: Okay. So, then the next is uh, Faithless, Scritti Politti, against the Associates, Party First 2. I think, Ellie, it'll be your turn to start.
1: Okay. Um. When I was creating this little list that I've got going here, Faithless was going to be right at the bottom before I clocked what else was on it. Um, I I don't like it at all I think it just makes me cringe when I listen to it like, I'm not going to lie to you I really, I really don't like it um, My mum's going to hate me for that But I, I really don't like it um, was it Party First 2, was that the It other was, one?
0: yeah. I yeah.
1: knew that one beforehand, shockingly. Um, I think like that's a really good song, I actually really like it. I don't know if that's like <laughs> that's going to cause something here, because it looks like it's... No, 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 not at all, not <laughs> um, at all. No, I, do, I genuinely do think that's a great song. Um, I think, that, for me, that's an appear to me of like, an 80s song. I think yeah. that's one that I, like, if you'd have said to me, oh, the 80s, like, that, is, that is definitely one I would have picked out. So, yeah, Party First 2.
0: Okay,
2: yeah. Adam. Well, I'm going to go for Party Fear two, two as well. Um, I, I'm not, I, I'm not escaping on faith, uh, Faithless. I, I do. I think it's quite an alright song. Um, I think like there are some bits where I'm like, it just sounds a bit dated. Um, uh, but then like you know, you hear like the electronic with, there's like the backing vocals as the electronic, and we're like, oof, that's maybe not aged well. But uh, the thing is, Paul, I remember you bringing this up for your
0: Desert Island albums.
2: There's, and then that made me go away and listen to it, and I was like actually in, in the context of the album it is actually like really pretty and really like stands out but i just think in, in this list i think it's just come up against the tune that I, it, it's better than it but it's not like um it's it's no shame going out to party fierce here i think again i think it's great sometimes the singing really greats on me but um i think it's sometimes you know you just because we hear it quite a lot recently um
0: i don't think people get past his vocals but, sometimes
2: yeah but then this is it, like, I, I love Sulk, I think Sulk's such an underrated album, so I kind of get used to it, but I, I think it's a great tune anyway. So I'm going to go for The Associates.
0: Yeah, I'm going to make it uh, three for The Associates. I, I do like Faithless. Um, I think the, the album is off, and I think uh, Green are exploring things like Soul, uh, White Soul, in, in the way that he did, um, makes difficult to believe where they started out as as a sort of scratchy uh, new wave band in leeds um in a Leeds squat uh, but party phase two is an astonishing record i think um there's, there's no two ways about it whether you include the the sort of vocal stylings or not the melody is incredible yeah um you know alan rankin uh, from the band uh it's incredible um melody writer and billy mckenzie's uh, vocals um, it, whether, you, whether you like them I think it's it's a Marmite thing But yeah uh, Party first too for me So then uh, We jump to uh, New Order's Temptation Against Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing nice. Adam uh, Cool
2: um, Again I think this is a semi-difficult one um, I, I really like both these tunes um, The al- the album Sexual Healing's off Midnight Love will always remind me of my auntie Because she loves Marvin Gaye so she used to play this constantly when I went round. So it, it like, I just remember, it. I've, I've always known this song, but it's one of those at the same time, it's very instantly recognizable, memorable. Um, the big, the big um, fact I found out about this, was I was shocked at was like, it was his first single after leaving Motown, which I was like, I didn't realize he was still on Motown this late. I, I would have just presumed for some reason he'd have left mid seventies. Um, I need to carry on my uh, painting pictures with songs. I can imagine just playing on a film of lower downtown New York, midwinter, there were lights on. Um, Looking into wine bars and taxis on the streets. (laughs) Smoke comes up from ventilators. Not ventilators, vents. That's what I meant. (laughs) Ventilators. (laughs) I I love this, Jim. I can see why. But then Temptation's great as well. I I love how chaotic it is. Um, I think, think if I remember correctly, the 12-inch version's more chaotic. Yes, yeah. Which I absolutely adore. Um, it's dead stancy, and then the middle ground, and it's like that, that middle ground of like the moving away from the Joy Division sound to what New Order become, um, and which they would just become the masters of it. But for me, it's just like it's a little too raw for them. Um, so I would go Marvin Gaye. I think it was maybe like a year or two later, New Order. They probably would get my vote. Okay, and I think it's just too early for me.
0: Okay, well I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna go with uh, Temptation. Because uh, I think having come out of Joy division um, and then to hear what they were doing next, um, perhaps more in a, a dancier electronic vein, uh, as you say, the 12 inch version of this is, is fantastic, um, and it would be the sort of stuff I would be listening to going out um, a lot. Uh, I love this this single and everything's gone green. Which is oh. a sort of contemporary of it. I thought they, so were, they really hit their stride by now. And sexual healing, I thought, was just a little too a little too polished. Yeah. Uh, I liked Marvin Gaye's well a decade earlier. You know the the sort of uh, what's going on and his earlier Motown stuff much more. Um, and this, this really should have been the thing to to relaunch him. Uh, sadly, you know, we met an untimely yeah. untimely end. But I'd, I'd, that, that over-polishedness, I think, put me off it a little bit, yeah, even okay, though he's, right, even yeah. though singing he sounds great. So I'd, I'd rather go with, as you write, uh, with the chaos of uh, temptation than the smoothness of sexual healing. So, Ellie, the uh, the deciding vote is yours.
1: Hey, hey. Um, I usually do like a chaotic song, and I do understand what you mean with like, the whole temptation thing. It is very chaotic, and it, yeah. it is a really great song, and I did like it. I'd never heard it before. Um... But I'm going to go with sexual healing, purely because I think, uh, obviously it's like, for me, I knew it beforehand, um, it's iconic, and I think you can still hear a lot of influence from his music, and from that sp- song specifically in today's music, like, quite a bit, um, his voice is absolutely phenomenal, and I think it's one you can you can recognise instantly, isn't it, so, from that logic, yeah, I'm going with sexual healing.
0: Okay, so, uh two walks of sexual healing to go through to the next round and the next tie is uh, soft cells say hello wave goodbye against Gregory Isaacs night nurse Um, again two entirely different uh, sorts of records I think uh, around this time from memory I think Gregory Isaacs has been thought of as being you know a, a, a real uh, superstar in the making I'm not saying he wasn't in, in reggae circles but I think this and others were sort of propelling him to, to be bigger uh, in terms of um, you know his, his overall appeal and say hello wave goodbye is a, a sort of a continuation of um, soft cells sort of late night drama um, you know and um, Type of song, you know, uh, hanging out in clubs, falling out, things not being, you know, as they should, Um, and you know they're they're both both really good songs. I'm going to go with "Say Hello, Wave Goodbye" um, as it's one I've always uh, one I've always liked uh, and play much more than than "Night Nurse." I think if "Night Nurse" had been up against three or four others, I could I could already name. I'd have put it through, Um, but I'm going to go with the. You know the uh, the Soft Cell.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to drop a little backstory here, so you don't think I'm absolutely insane. Um, well, more than you saw I was do. Say, off, <laughs> you go, off you go. Um, so my old music production teacher absolutely adored Soft Cell, and he would make us recreate every single sound that Soft Cell seemed to produce. <laughs> so by that logic, I really, I really don't like Soft Cell. Um, <laughs> this song as well i think for me it's a bit i know i know that's the point with some of these 80s songs but it was very simplistic um whereas with uh night nurse i love reggae and i think it is it's a beautiful song like his voice with the reggae like they're just absolutely phenomenal it was a really pretty song um and yeah so i am i'm gonna pick night nurse
0: no fine adam Um, cider oh
2: decided um i like i really like both these songs um say hello wave Go- say hello wave goodbye even um it's i think it's a beautiful song i think i love how sad it is you know the lyrics in it paint such a sad feeling but then like say it, it can be quite sing but then it can also work as a slow dance which i think is great and night nurse I, i'd never even heard of the song um but when i heard it i was like i instantly fell in love with it um i love how mellow he is he's, he's relaxing um, were we having this discussion the other day Paul? I'm just, like, I know you like, said he was on the verge of being a superstar but I'm amazed he's not bigger like because yeah. yeah, yeah. this way it made me go away and listen to the album and I was like this is one of the best reggae albums I've heard in a long time, it's just so good it uh, also reminds me of the advert for Night Nurse, you know the cough and flu medicine because <laughs> um, they use that as a like, other oh, cough and flu medicines are available um, you know, just in case the BBC want me um, but like it, it always reminds me of that but I, to be honest again I'd quite happily see either go through but I think if you had to ask me which one to play right now, I probably would go Night Nurse. Um I I just I'm, it's one of those songs I'm I'm so glad I found. because uh, yeah. I really, really like the album. Oh, good choice. Um but like you say, if it's one of them if it come if Save Hello could have come up against someone else it probably would snuck through but
0: Okay, no problem. So two, uh, two more proper 80s uh, icon tunes are next, and it's ABC's Look of Love against Duran Duran's Rio. And I think it must be your turn to start, Ali.
1: It is. Um, okay, so I only, I didn't know Look of Love before, or I didn't really, hadn't heard of it. Um, but I did know Rio, however, I am going to go with The Look Of Love because I just think it's it's great. Uh, a really, really catchy song, like, I, this was another one that I kept listening to over and over again because I hadn't heard it beforehand. Um, I'm not going to say that Rio is bad, like, it's still pretty up there, like, I, I, it's a that's a song that's the epitome of 80s for me. I'm gonna do what, what blaney has been doing and do the whole, you know, what it reminds me of, kind of dealing in yeah. a scenario <laughs> for some reason.
2: Nostalgia <laughs> factors I don't than know eight. what it
1: is. Well, this one's a bit absurd. It reminds me of like, I've never done this in my life, but do <laughs> you know when people, what's it called? When you stand on a board and you go across a lake and something pulls you along. Oh, no, like, uh, wakeboarding. That's what it reminds me of. No idea why. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that song, that's what you'd listen well, re- to. Rio. Rio oh yeah. yes yeah that's what it reminds me of it's a great song but I just don't think it's as good as look of love
2: okay Adam oh this is tough I, I it is oh yeah
0: wow. Yeah. I, uh, this
2: is why they pay me the big bucks it, it? it is yeah, yeah.
0: Um, this <laughs> is why Tied I, you down to that two year contract <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: this is it you know cup bonuses you know <laughs> this is what I'm called um, I I genuinely love Rio like I love the album it's off as well I generally don't think there's a bad song on there um, I think it's so iconic. I think it might be like the new romantic song. Um, I love the intro, which I found out as apparently he dropped a load of metal rods, recorded it, and then reversed it, which I was like, that's brilliant. I think, you know, riff's great. It his class. Um, always reminds me of a uh, Holiday in a North Wales, which is an absolute world away from Rio. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just as beautiful Wales, just as beautiful, you know, just in case the Welsh want me for anything. Um,
0: but the <laughs> You're putting your hopes on a lot of people wanting <laughs> you for something
2: here,
0: <laughs> available for work folks uh, always. And then,
2: but the look, of the look of love, even that's difficult for me to say. Um, it's just incredible. It's like it's genuinely incredible. Um, again, to have a song based purely on rejection, be so upbeat and so happy, and sing alongy that you just make it a hit song. As the review of it, which I loved when listening, reading up on it, with uh, some guy, M- Mitchell Cowan, what a name. I said, you want to hear this song a second time before it's even over? And you, you do, like, it's just that good. Um, it is tough, I, I, I feel really harsh in Rio because it, I think on another day, it would have warped to the semi-finals, but this is, you know, this is the, you know, Chelsea city of the ties, you know what I mean? It's just out here, it's the Brazil-Argentina, do you know what I mean? Two World Cup favorites that should go far. Happen to draw each other in the first round, you know, not like Liverpool who gets some like Finnish champions for <laughs> a bye Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go luck with love, but um, I do love Rio, I just want that on the record. Yeah. I love Rio with a passion. I,
0: I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna make it 3-0 because I don't just want to give Rio a sympathy vote, mm-hmm. yeah, which um, I, I wouldn't quite believe in, but I like it 10 times more than I ever did at the time when um, being, you know, in your too cool for school phase, you think Duran Duran are only for, you know, teenage girls or whoever it is that happens to, you know, fancy the latest thing that comes along. And then you look (laughs) back over your days and you think, you know what, that's an absolute banger. Same with girls on film Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, any other number of uh, Duran Duran singles. The look of love, as I said about all my heart, I think is, is more than that, I think, the album that comes off is one of the, <coughs> the, the truly great, certainly British albums yeah. of uh, not just the decade, in my opinion, of all time. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck a vote, look of Love's Way and that goes through. So now uh, we're down to the last three ties in the first round, and the next one is the wonderfully named Blue Rondo à la Turks Plakto Stein <laughs> against. Uh, Simple Minds and Glittering Prize, which I think is your time to start, Adam. Beautiful. Um, so,
2: I can't even say it, so I'm just going to call it uh, Turk. Um, the Turk song I'd, I'd never heard of, <laughs> until... <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to. It, I'll be like Paul Merson, you know what he tries to pronounce. Um, <coughs> Clacto Wiesedstein,
0: looking at you through... That's what they called it. Uh, I'm trying to call it Clacto, actually. Just called it Clacto
2: yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's a good tune. I think the thing I like about it most is um, it it sounds like a proper British tune, but then I also like the sound that it's drawn in loads of different influences. Like it's got a Latin, and African sound, which I really like. Um, the start of it when it actually when it first started playing in the playlist, I thought it was Tour de France by Kraftwerk. So I was because I was a bit like, no, surely this <laughs> this is the wrong song. Um, so it gave me that type of vibe. Um, and you know, glittering prize by Simple Minds. I think it's. I love this era of Simple Minds. I think we've had this. I think we did this before, Paul, on the podcast as well. They just before they get into that big stadium rock band, they're just phenomenal. Um, I love the way it crashes in, and then the guitar as well. It's just got pure swagger, um, and it, it just makes me like you know get like you know you bop to it every time, and it's just brilliant. The video, of this is great as well. This is the one with the, the one where they're all dressed in black, and there's like stuff around it. I might be getting it mixed up with the uh, Instinction now. Think about it, but the, it's the one with they I think they're all dressed in black.
0: No, Inst- like Instinction. As I say, they're dressed like yodeling elephants. Oh, phones. you did say that, sir. So no, so you, you did say yeah, I am right
2: But this is one of those again where it's like a bit like. Um, the Walking On Sunshine I'm amazed this isn't in like more 80s playlists like I know like you say it's not electro but you think there's like loads of 80s indie in there and it's
0: if it's going to be the so it's in '86. it's going to be Don't You Forget About Me yeah
2: which is which is such a shame because to me this is much better than Don't mm. You Forget About Me this is so good me too good. Um, I, I think I'm going to give it to Simple Minds I think the thing with out is like it, it. I know that will grow on me do you know what I mean but it's just at the moment it's kind of like lost on me a little bit but it's still a great song so i'm gonna go with simple
0: minds cool um yeah i am i'm gonna make it two i think at uh, this period we were very lucky in that we had any number of fantastic what would be considered alternative music bands the bunny men being one uh, simple Minds being another the cure u uh, two uh, and glittering prize off new gold dream which i think is their you know their finest hour uh, is a fantastic single. Klaxo Dean, um, Blue Rondola Turk were uh, almost the ultimate hipsters. Uh, the <laughs> Chris O'Sullivan, Christos Tolera, they'd all come out of the sort of Blitz era, London. Uh, they now run galleries or things like that or are sculptors huh. um, and I think they made records because other people made records of them, their little little group and yeah. they made a fantastic one in, in Klaxo V 16 and if, if that's all you ever remembered for I'd happily uh, take that in a heartbeat uh, but Glystern Prize I think is a, a better a better record yeah um, Ellie.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna call it Clacto also cause <laughs> no way. Uh, I think it's a great song. I think it's really upbeat, really catchy. I did like it instantly, but up against Glitter and Prize, I don't think there's any there's anything that I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that. Um, Glitter and Prize reminds me again of being a kid. I think it also has that influence for the music that I ended up liking as like a, as a teenager. It's, I think it's the perfect like you see the influence of pop rock from that one song in like early 2000s to like the 10s kind of pop rock you can hear it perfectly and I think that's what I was into as a teenager so going with that
0: cool Uh, second to last one in this round is Wham's Young Guns against Madness's House of Fun Uh, it's my turn to start Uh, I don't need to take very long it's going to be Young Guns all the way I think House of Fun uh, is a, a sort of nice, sort of jokey record. I didn't like it too much with madness on there. The sort of inverse comes f- well, fun side, mm-hmm. if you like. Um, I it was uh, too much of a comedy piece. Young Guns, I think, is the the start of uh, an amazing George Michael career, whether as Wham! or solo. Uh, I think it's a, it's a brilliant pop record as well. Uh, yeah, incorporating you know some fantastic. Uh, some fantastic lyrics about being uh, a young man, and you know, so yeah, straight, one straight off for me.
1: Okay, uh, I did originally have House of Fun above um, Young Guns on my list, but I again, I'm going to do a little switcheroo. Yeah. Um, I think House of Fun. I, I like the music more than I like the vocals. I'm not going to lie. I think the the, the music's actually great. Um, but, again, um, Young Guns, I actually remember this as a kid. I remember my mum listening to it. I remember it on MTV and things like that. The, the video is absolutely insane. I remember loving the video as a kid. <laughs> um, and I think, again, this is stereotypically 80s. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I'm going to go with Young Guns too.
2: Yeah, I'm going to make it 3-0. Um, I, I think Young Guns is brilliant. It's one of my favourite one tunes. Um, it's dead proppy, and then there's the rap in the middle. Um, I, I remember thinking the best thing about this is he's writing this at, like, 90 you think you're only like two years away from like Careless Whisper mm-hmm. which is insane and then for Madness yeah I, I get to me my hot take is I don't really get Madness like I know they have some great tunes but I know people like like Emma's dad who loves Madness like they're his favorite band and I'm always like I just don't get it like to me I'm in the words of Lisa Simpson they're just meh and um, so I just I just don't get it so um, I'm gonna go for one.
0: Cool, so wham, straight through, 3-0. And the final tie in this round, uh, Culture Clubs, do you really want to hurt me against Donna Summer's State of Independence? Ellie. Beautiful. Uh,
1: I'm going to go straight in and say State of Independence. Um, as a kid, I loved Culture Club. I don't anymore. <laughs> um, they have brainwashed me. So, uh, yeah, State of Independence, really catchy, hadn't heard it before, had listened to some Donna Summer, but never actually heard this one, is that is that like a, is that a bad thing? That, no,
0: I think it's a, it's a different period to what most people associate with Donna did Summer. I really
1: enjoy it, I think it's quite a, it's quite a nice, like I can't, it's upbeat, but it's quite chill, if that makes sense, it was, yeah. it was, it was really great, I genuinely enjoyed it, um, despised, do you really want to hurt me, now?
2: So yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> gonna go with State of Independence. Go, Adam. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say the same. I'm gonna go for State of Independence. I, I think Do You Really Wanna Hear Me is a good tune, but just obviously I've heard it far too much in recent years. Um, I, musically, I think it's great. I, I generally do. I think I love the great bass bit in the middle. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, and I do think it's a great pop song and it is really era-defining. But I, I really like Donna Summer. I think, she, I think she's brilliant. I actually really like, I know it's a cover uh, of Jan and Rangelis.
0: John Vangelis.
2: Vangelis, that's it, which I, I knew their version more than this version, obviously because it's the original, but um, I, I just really like it. I've got to say though, I was saying the other day, the, core, the choir in this, sorry, is insane. So you not only do you have Donna on lead vocals, you also have Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder and Ken Loggins, just to name a few. And then Brian Eno described it as the one of the highest points of 20th century art. Insane, yeah, absolutely insane. And Donna Summer and me share a birthday.
0: Chris Martin, after working with Eno, did say in an interview that Eno regards it as the greatest pop record of all time. Right, no,
2: the other one's going through. What was it up against? <laughs> that's, that's, up, that's a culture club. Put send that through.
0: Well, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm going to vote for Culture Club. Yes, um, yeah. It is a uh, state of independence, it is a, a record I own. I've got a 12 inch uh, single, but I think Do You Really Want to Hurt Me is an incredible uh, British uh, sort of white soul pop record I think George's voice at the time was fantastic um, we're 40 years off this week him appearing on Top of the Pops for the first time uh, due to shaking Stevens being ill uh, mm-hmm. a slot opened up for someone to come on George appears and everything everything changes I think it's a great song I think State of Independence is a really good song uh, I love the John Van Vangelis original as well uh, from the Friends of Mr. Cairo album and um, yeah so um, both 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 good stuff, so um we'll see state of independence in the second round. So there we go. Um through to the last sixteen and the first tie. Uh Town Call Malice against I Can't Go For That.
2: No, Adam, is it your
0: turn to start, Adam?
2: No, Paul.
0: Yeah, Why? that's just that's the way the draws worked out. I'm having words with Jill um, next yeah. time I see
2: it. Jill, what are you doing making these draws? Um oh, see oh, this is the thing. I think. Um I love both of these so yeah I, I, I love both of these uh, I feel if I had to put one on now I probably would pick Town Called Malice but I'd quite happily see either go through so I'm just going to go for Town Called Malice
0: okay uh, to take the of those out of your hands I'm also going to go to Town Called Malice which I think will be disappointing for Ellie uh, but one of them one of them represents uh, a, a defining record of my teenage years and the other is just an extremely good mm-hmm. pop song mm-hmm. um, and on that basis I'm going to go for for Town Call Myers. not that I Can't Go For That isn't yeah. you know superb yeah. uh, I am
1: going to go for I Can't Go For That um, Don't blame which me. is quite ironic that <laughs> <about it.
2: laughs> um,
1: they're both great as songs as we couldn't go for it um, they are both at the top of my list but yeah I do prefer Fallen Notes. so
0: Okay, uh, so then the next one is Walking on Sunshine against uh, the Bitterest Pill. Uh, so, uh, depending on how things go, could be into a, an all-weller quarterfinal. Uh, of these two, uh, I think I am going to vote for the Bitterest Pill. Um, I think it's, for me, it, It's um, it's... Better songwriting, as well as than a lot of other things, he gets he gets some, well, he gets plenty of credit for. But I think this is one of the the jam's um, greatest records, really, um, as a as a as, as a single. Um, and I think it shows him improving all the time. Walking on sunshine, like I say, loved it uh, in that period. But again, not as much as a as a, a single, I would. Mm -hmm. Play just because I had to pick one or the other I think Bitterest Pill is one uh, that I would find putting on more so yeah Bitterest Pill gets my vote
1: Uh, I am going to go with Walking on Sunshine because I hadn't heard either of these songs before and Walking on Sunshine was just the one I enjoyed more so that's my logic there
0: no problem (laughs) with that so deciding vote Adam Um, in a surprise shock move
2: I'm going to make it an Weller waterfinal usually I mean there's still time to throw them under the bush yet this time Um, but no I'm the same as you Paul I think Weller is so good at mixing like mundane or really downbeat lyrics with such beautiful music and I think Bitterest Pills are the, the you know an example of that so gonna go for that
0: okay and then our next tune is uh Papa's got a brand new pig bag against stool pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it's you to kick oh, us that's out.
1: That's a horrible one. Uh, I I oh god, I am gonna go with pig bag though, because it was just it was so good. I actually can't get over it. Um, it's it's been in my head for the past week, so pig bag.
2: Adam. I have listened to these non-stop <laughs> all day, these two tunes. Um, oh this is oh, this is difficult um i again you, you always got to put it down i mean to what song would you put on now give him the choice and then regret it later on uh, i would go with pig bag um nothing against still pigeon because that's an absolute mammoth of a tune Agreed. so i'm gonna go but i would go for pig bag
0: Okay, uh me too. I have no uh, no qualms about picking that made me bag. Feel a bit better, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, like you say, I think it's uh, it's it is a bit of a like I said first round, a bit of a freak. Uh, so yeah, putting that through 3-0. And the last uh on this side of the draw is the message against the bunny men's back of love. Two entirely uh, different <laughs> different styles of song. Um And choosing between them is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Uh, Back of Love, I may have said it on an earlier episode, I actually bumped off work to go and buy on the (laughs) day it was released. Went in late because I'd uh, been to the record shop to get this first. Uh, The Message is just an enduring hip-hop classic. Um, But I think I'm going to fall on the side of the back of love um, in that my... Love for the Bunny Men is, is stronger than my love for, for the message. So, Back of Love gets gets my vote. Ellie? Uh,
1: I am going to go for The Message uh, purely because I think it's just so much catchier. I understand like, Back of Love is a great song, but yeah, The Message just does it for me more. So. Okay,
0: Adam, you've got to decide. Yeah, I'm going to
2: go for The Message as well. Um, as I said before, I absolutely adore The Message. Um, it's such a good
0: song. But, like I say, The Back of Love is great as well just remember that set up a pig bag the message quarterfinal oh. so, uh, so you know, you may come to regret your actions later on so over to the other side of the draw and we have got uh, All of My Heart against Party First 2 and I think it must be is it me to start? Uh, oh you finished then didn't you? I finished yeah so Ellie you to start
1: uh, I am going to pick Party First 2 Again, based off the logic, I, I hadn't really... I mean, I had heard Party First 2, but not, you know, wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Um, but I just prefer it way more. So, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for ABC. Um, like I say, it sounds so timeless, yet yeah, of its time, if you get me. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I, I think it's a beautiful song. So, yeah, I'm going to go for ABC.
0: These, ironically, were in the, the 15 was along my top 10. So oh really yeah they were they were both in the, the five that got discarded um, which makes it even harder to choose between I'll regret it whichever one I pick yeah they're both um, I need to really I need someone my conscience sat on my shoulder saying you should have picked that uh, and that conscience would be Jill <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, which I
0: think will make me pick party first too because she'll say you, you always go on about uh, how great that is um, which, which I now instantly regret not picking all of my heart, uh, but that doesn't matter because I've I've cast my vote. the cricket, the cricket. Wow! You oh, <laughs> should say those louder. You won't get the credit for those jokes. The thing is, um, you know, the second you get home, she'll go. Which people? That thought is rubbish. Yeah, not being a fan of it. Um, but she does know how much uh, how much I like it. I like the fact that when recording the album, they spent half their advance um on rooms at a hotel with a separate room for um billy mckenzie's whippets which he fed from room service anyway Brilliant. next tie uh sexual healing against night nurse Ooh. uh so uh must be me is it yeah to start neither uh record i think i i put through um so i'm, I'm got a free hit really uh, and of the two I'd pick Night Nurse I think for actually for most of the reasons you two said uh, earlier is that I, think it, I think it is a, a beautiful reggae record the vocals are fantastic and I still would I would call that against um, Sexual Healing which I, again is not of um, the order of a song by Marvin Gaye that I would put in his, his top echelon so, so I'm going to give my first vote to, to Night Nurse Ellie. You
1: know what? I did have sexual healing above Night Nurse, but the more I think about it, the more I like Night Nurse, so I'm also going to go with it.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'm going to make it 3 nil um, I like it. Like I said before, I'm so glad I've discovered Night Nurse. Um, so yeah, it's going straight through.
0: Okay. And then we have. Somehow. We can, oh, we've got the look of love against Glittering Prize. Which thing is uh, Ellie's turn to start.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with glitter and Prize. I just Ooh. prefer it way, way more. It was one of my favourites in this list, so yeah, yeah.
2: cool. I think both. I like both, but they're very different, aren't they because, like, I say, "Look of Love" is like such a quintessential British '80s pop record, but "Simple Minds" could just be of any era because it's has got that swagger to it. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna give it to "Look of Love." Uh, but I would quite happily see either go through.
0: I'd rather not be choosing this because at st- when, these, when this list was drawn up, obviously by me, <laughs> which makes this even worse. I was thinking ABC; they're, they're a really strong chance of winning this. Now one of them's already gone out, uh, and I didn't vote for it. The other one's going to go out, and I'm not going to vote for it. <laughs> um, because the more the more I think about it, in the same way as the party fears too. I actually do think Glittering Prize is a great record I think it's better than "Promised You a Miracle which is off the same album which was the bigger hit from the album Uh, and like I said earlier way better than Don't You Forget About Me Um, I think they've they've absolutely uh, reached that, that period where like you say the swagger is with them and they can do they can do absolutely uh, no wrong but before we ditch uh, Look Over The Wall together, I do have to mention my ABC story <laughs> that two members of ABC on visiting a friend who they'd worked with before and was involved in the music business said, oh I've got two lads want to meet you because they think your band's great mm-hmm. turned out the two lads were George Michael and Andrew Ridgely <laughs> uh, and this guy had a piano in his house and was saying like, oh, play that, Andrew was like, play that song you've written for him, you know uh, plays the song it's Careless Whisper. So this is so this is wham, even before they've gone anywhere. And George as a teenager is playing Careless Whisper for two members of ABC who he thinks like are a, a great band himself. I said what they should have said was George, nah I I'll never do anything. Recorded it, gone home, <laughs> put it out themselves. But yeah. If they had gone through i told that story. I'd have told that story later, but they're out now. So that's them done. And the final tie of the round is uh talking of which young guns (laughs) against a state of independence
2: oh i I do love young guns um i love i love the, the one of my favorite things about that is you know when he's like um, shut up girl that's a friend of mine watch your mouth baby out of line and you're like no one ever would speak like that in a million years it's so like cliche
1: you get whacked as well yeah
2: exactly yeah <laughs> exactly it's so funny <laughs> but then I'm, I'm glad State of Independence has come my way again that is brilliant to do me rounds again but again if I had to put one on it it's definitely Young Guns I think Young Guns again I'd happy see to go through but I just think Young Guns is better
0: yeah I'm going to put Young Guns uh, of the two um, I remember being Massively excited by it when I when I first heard it, um, and occasionally you think like you've you've latched onto something, um, and they, it's going to be they're going to be really great. And I have to say, for ninety percent of the stuff, they never are. Um, yeah. You just think they are, and no one else does. But Young Guns and Wham Wham Rap as well. But Young Guns was the record. I thought these are going to be great, um, and and they were. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for that.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm also gonna go for Young Guns. I just think it's the better of the two. And I think that Wham for me are like, you know, quintessentially eighties, they're what I think of they always were. So yeah. Young guns.
0: Fantastic. So we're through to the quarterfinals. Uh, and it's an all jam uh first tie of uh Town Called Malice against Bitterest Pill. <laughs> which I think must be me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it must be me, mm-hmm. to start off. Um, I mean, the, the, the jam uh, over the years, you could have had 15, 16 songs. Yeah. Uh, you would find it hard to, to choose between, and asking to, to choose between these two very, very difficult. Um Town Called Malice, I think, is the one that's the anthem, really. Uh, I still plays it. I doubt, can't remember him ever playing Bitterest Pill. Um, and it's one that people go for if they're going to want to hear a, a jam track in play uh, this will be this will be the one doesn't always mean it's a, a particularly good thing um but yeah um you, you just can't you just can't help feeling that you know if he's remembered for for anything in 40 50 years people will still be playing town Call malice yeah uh, and that would be that would be my my choice uh,
1: yeah Ellen. also going to go for town Call malice purely cuz uh I think it's way better than the bitterest pill. I didn't really click with the bitterest pill. So yeah.
0: No, nope. yeah, fine.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna make it three nil. Um, yeah, I think it's sometimes it's the it sounds like the obvious choice is obvious for a reason and I think it's just a great tune. And I think it says something when apparently it was their only entry on the US chart. And you think it I'm not even if the jam has managed to crack the US, which is very hard to do, I think
0: that's not too bad. But then, come on, Eileen was Dexy's only option on the US sure Yeah, no,
2: that's that's a useful so, piece of information. So they, uh, <laughs> so Scrap that from the
0: record. <laughs> but it was their only one, which again makes you think, like, come on, Americans, um, open your ears. Well,
2: please listen to the
0: podcast. And the second, uh, <laughs> the second tie on this half uh, is the one you feared, and it's Papa's got a brand new pig bag. By pig bag against the message by. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five.
1: I might go and cry after
0: <laughs> this. So, so, which is going to be Ellie? You're kicking us off. Oh, it's God. not the deciding boast You're starting us off. You know, it's uh, it's Brit jazz funk chaos against New York social deprivation.
1: You know, both big issues. Sugar, Hill, Sugar
0: Hill Records.
1: My personality is jazz and politics. <laughs> um, I had the message above above pig bag but i can't get pig Ooh. bag out
0: my head message about pig bag
1: i'm gonna go with pig bag. it's been in my head for too long that it's been a fair. week and it's still there so i'm going pig
2: uh, i'm I, i'm gonna go with the message um i i i'm gonna struggle to vote against the message now it's in the deep stages but um <laughs> just gonna nail nail my colors to the flag nail my close to the flag is that a phrase it is now. Mast. Mast. Yes. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> thing you now
0: so yeah i'm gonna go with the message um (coughs) i am gonna go with the message um i didn't in the the last round but i am in in this i think pig bags had its run the gallant uh gallant lower league side has come to come to to an end It's, it's met a behemoth but then i think that throws up a semi-final for the ages of Taubold Malice against the message.
2: To be fair, to Pig Bagley say if that was on the other side of the draw, that would have a well good chance to get to a final. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, it would. Um, which doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, first quarter final on the other half of the draw is the Associates Party Phase Two against Gregory Isaacs Night Nurse. Ooh. And uh, that must be Adam. I think it's me.
2: Um. I'm. Um, you know what I've voted I've voted for it all the way through I'm going to stick with it I'm going to go with nightness. Nurse um, I, I do like Party Fears too but this is this is my new backer um, so I'm going to go for nightness.
0: if I needed a reason not to vote for it <laughs> <laughs> being the new backer would almost certainly be that reason um, after the devastation it caused to the best of 1977 uh, but I'm, again I didn't pick it um, earlier on uh, and then I did, <laughs> but, but now I'm not uh, because Party Phase Two for uh, 101 reasons um, is a better for me is a better a better record. Um, and if nothing else, if, if at some point I can encourage people to go on YouTube, and I've said this before, and watch the Associates on top of the pops doing it for the first oh. time, where. Um, Billy McKenzie is dressed like Frank Spencer and some others do have him and he's constantly checking the monitor above his head to see what he looks like on screen uh, and they, they just pop all over mm. um, and to do, something, to do something that sounds as weird uh, and still make it a great pop tune with lyrics that are sung in a way that should really have people rushing to turn the radio off uh, and still make it a great pop tune I think is is an incredible an incredible talent. Um, so in this period, this along with eighteen uh, carat Love Affair, uh, club country, they were just on a roll. So it gets it gets my vote to make it one all. And the decider is in your hands, Ellie.
1: Great. Um I do think night nurse is beautiful, but I am going to go with party fears too, purely because I think it's more my kind of music in the long run. Um, yeah. Sorry,
0: Blaine. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and then, uh, final quarterfinal is Simple Minds Glittering Prize against Wham's oh. Young Guns. <gasps> well, there you, there you go. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> I am again torn, as I will be in the, the semi final. Um, weirdly, in, in what you might not consider to be a... a the greatest of the years that we've done, I think these four seven bands are going to be the hardest to split, yeah, personally yeah. speaking, uh, from what I've listened to. Glittering Prize against Young Guns, I'm going to go for Glittering Prize, I'm going to go for Glittering Prize because I think it's one band at their peak against another band who are just breaking through. Yeah. Uh, and no matter how good uh, their record is, they will go on to do better. I think in terms of the other band, they won't go on to do better. That's nothing against Simple Minds' later career. Waterfront's a great record. Um, there are other great records on subsequent albums. But I think everything they've done had been leading up to New Gold Dream. And um, it coming coming to fruition had um, brought this this great sound. It's just something otherworldly, so that's one-nil for me Mm -hmm. Ellie
1: Uh, I am gonna go with Glitter and Prize. I do like both songs But like I said before I think Glitter and Prize has got more of an emotional kind of background to it for me So that's why
0: I'm going with that Fine. Blaney? Yeah, well again,
2: I'd have quite happily seen either go through but I'll I'll give me vote to Young Guns Um, Because I just don't think it should go out in the quarter fan You, are, you are a big know. fan of Wham. I, I, I unashamedly love Wham.
0: Yeah. Um so. no, no, no no shame attached to her uh, yeah to being a Wham fan. They were they were they were superb. Uh, so final four. Um Town Call Malice, party first two, message and glittering prize. So on one side of the draw it's uh Town Call Malice against the message, which must be Ellie's turn to start.
1: i just voted against the message didn't i um so i'm gonna go with town call malice um i do like the message again that was above town call malice on the list but again the more you think about it the more i'm easily swayed what can i say
2: (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) all i will say is is it a podcast of seeds on the front without me throwing well at it's Somewhere not it's not so, so is, this, is
0: this where it happens <clears throat> it is i I'm
2: going to vote for The Message I, I I love The Message so much and listening to this playlist has made me realise and I just I, I just can't Paul take, take the and vote take the and <laughs> vote I I,
0: I I feel sick <laughs> <laughs> at yeah, no. this point as, as the deciding vote between uh, The Message and Town Call Malice Um. it you know <laughs> I, but I'm, in, Do you know what? Do you know do you know what? In many ways, in many ways, they're they're, they're similar records. Yeah. I think I think Wellers is a tale of small town, you know, not quite despair, but you know, um sort of decline. Yeah. Uh and obviously the message is more of a city based uh song. Um in terms of importance, I think the message is much more important as a record generally, but I'm not voting for that. Uh, I'm voting for Town Court Malice. It's fair. Goes through to the goes through to the final. That, that's a tough one, man. Either
2: no, one could have easily hard, won this, yeah. couldn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, we have Party Phase Two against Glittering Prize, which again these would be you know right up there in uh, great records. Um, of all time and what is it my turn to start um i did you start the last one no did i did you're me adam. oh, oh well, i <coughs> first in the final in that case okay adam off you go party first two glittering prize um, where's your vote
2: I, I don't i don't know paul to be honest with you um <laughs> i i'm gonna give it a glittering prize i think it's just a great tune and then listen to listen to both in my head which sounds crazy, both them playing at once. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I, I just think, well, like, say, listen to it in this playlist, me realize, like, say, I really like Glittering
0: Prize, so I'm gonna go for that. Great. Um, I want to, but I'm not. I'm gonna, go for for, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go for Party. I'm gonna go for Party Phase Two because I want to more uh, just for that. I think I mean Party Phase Two is an insane genius overall at work and glittering prize is say just is a fantastic record yeah but i think moments like parts of his two don't come along very often yeah. um and while they're here we should celebrate them so i'm going for that as my choice even though glittering prize is i think is truly a great a great record mm. so ellie you get to you get to split the difference
1: right. Guilt trip me like that. <laughs>
0: no, um, no, no, no. Beautiful I, speech, it's a
1: beautiful song. I, can't, uh,
0: <laughs> I, I couldn't hold you in um, any way uh, in contempt for picking one or the other because I found it almost impossible to split them anyway.
1: I'm going to go with Glittering Prize. Um, again, more of an emotional thing, I think, as well. It's, uh, it, it's a great song. So, yeah. There okay, you go. well.
0: Dun, so. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We've come down to a final of uh, a Town Called Malice against Glittering Prize, and it, it's my turn to start. So, um I suppose now you know it's cards on the table isn't it it is, it is. <laughs> absolutely cards on the table and for me of the two i'm going to vote for simple minds glittering prize it's not the anthem that town called malice is it isn't the record that's going to be listened to in 40 years time by people trying to remember this particular era uh, but if i had a choice between the two and if i had a choice to two right at the start if they'd drawn each other i think i'd have still voted for glittering prize and you know, I've got them both. Both, both, bought them both in the year that they came out, uh, along with others in this list, it's not one I've chosen over another because I've got it and I haven't got the other, uh, but um, I just think there's a, there's a shimmering beauty to three Prize that's not in A Town Called Malice and it gets my vote on that basis.
1: Um. <laughs> I'm going to stay loyal. I voted for it the entire way through. So I'm also going to go for Glitter and Prize. Um, I, like I've said every time it's come up, I just think it's a great song. And yeah, already decided the winner. Sorry, Blaney, you don't have a choice. I had this whole
2: thing. I, I thought you were going to vote for Town Called Malice. And then I was going to be like, it's a big decision in the Town Called Malice. i ruined <laughs> sorry, that sorry. now. Uh, Should have
1: clocked by the fact that I didn't. No, no I not <laughs> uh,
2: I was going to vote for a town
0: called Malice. I, I, you can say that now, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> even though, even though you were. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, yeah, I was happy, quite happy to lose to the message. And but... um, well, I, I, I genuinely have to say, I think that's a huge turn up for the books. Yeah, I wasn't expecting uh, uh, that at all. Even though, even though it's one of my, like I say, one of my very favourite. I have the whole thing. Obviously, it is. One of the most <laughs> of them, I didn't think it'd get A as far, and certainly not win mm. in the What's Name. No,
1: neither did I.
0: No. So, so there you go. Um, once <laughs> again, officially the best record of 1982. Some would say. this podcast named many greatest records of certain years that we now quote in the official documentation. (laughs) But the greatest record of 1982 is "Glittering Prize" by Simple Minds. For their deliberations, I'd like to thank Ellie Cummings Mm -hmm. and Adam Blaney. I think the message will go down as the Brazil in
2: 1982 team, the best team ever to win the
0: World exactly beaten by the. too, Paolo Rossi. Too busy <laughs> knocking the free ball kick. off the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beaten by the free kick. Paolo Rossi hat trick, sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, myself, Paul Cook, we will see you again very soon.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> been in it, cookie time.
1: Next time, shall we harm an arm?